0: everybody. Welcome to Rock and Roll Shinsu Chu. My name is Gabe Estel. I'm here with my co-hosts, Dennis Levi-Leach and Jonathan Getz. How's it going, boys? Good. Amazing. Good. Well, happy uh, pre-Thanksgiving Eve. All right. Uh, tonight, uh, episode 84. All right. Gonna be talking about a very important figure in music. Now, unless his name is Keith Richards, or her name, I guess, rhythm guitarists often get overshadowed by their flashy or counterparts playing lead. You know, getting noticed can be even tougher when your bandmate dons an iconic schoolboy costume as he duck walks across the stage and into the collective consciousness of hard rock fans everywhere. Still, the rhythm guitarists persist, churning out the riffs that drive some of our favorite tunes. Earlier this week, the music world lost one of rock's most reliable guitarists, a master of tempo on a custom Gretsch guitar. He was a little guy with a big, powerful sound. So tonight, we honor the late Malcolm Young. This is Rock and Roll Shinsu Chu, episode 84. Now, tonight, we've got our grab bag section. Now, for those of you who are new to the show, um, this is where each of the co-hosts introduces a topic that the other co-hosts have no prior knowledge of and uh, go back and forth there. And then the heart of the order, as I alluded to in the introduction, is going to be a tribute to Malcolm Young of ACDC. And then at the to close out the show, we'll have our uh, show your cards session. So that's where we dig into our baseball card archives and pull out a card that either is quirky or has sentimental value uh, or maybe even could be pertinent to tonight's topic, so let's go ahead and start with the grab bag uh Jonathan, why don't we go ahead and begin with you? uh why don't you pull something out of that bag and surprise us yeah
1: so uh a c d c uh obviously the topic of the night uh back in black that was a that was a popular album right that, that sold a few still records. is. Yeah, twenty-two million, uh, according to the uh, RIAA, which is uh, record sales in the United States, Um, and so that ranks it. Back in Black is ranked sixth for albums all time. Fourth, Mm. if you don't count Greatest Hits. Um, Okay. I pop quiz, Hot Shots. I want you to name as many albums as you can in the top twenty-five of the all-time album sales on the RIAA charts. So that means that that means okay. just in the United wow. States. And and that also means and I'll give you one one hint that there's a genre of music that is more likely to be in the top 25 than if it were albums for the world. This uh, okay. is just this is okay. just
2: US and this is top all-time sales.
0: Correct. Album okay. sales. Thriller. All right, so between the two of us, right? Like, yeah. Name as many as we can. Yeah. yeah. Like what's well, okay? It's, it's yeah. Thriller.
1: Yeah. Thriller, thriller number on one. There? Thirty-three million.
0: Uh, yeah. Now, do we not include greatest hits?
1: You You can include greatest hits.
0: Okay. The Eagles' greatest hits. That's number two hits.
1: at twenty-nine million.
0: Uh. Um.
2: Is there a journey on there? I'm not sure which journeys, journey it would
1: be uh, twenty-five. Number twenty-five, Infinity? right there. Greatest hits.
0: Infinity. 50, oh, so greatest, greatest hits. hits. Okay. okay. Um I'll say Boston's first album maybe cracks the top 25.
1: Number 13 at 17 million.
0: Nice. Never mind.
1: Nope.
0: No. Um Fuck. I'll go I'll go with like is there an Eminem album in the top 25? Nope. Okay. Um jeez, harder than I Actually there are
1: no I'll go ahead and tell you right now there are no hip hop albums in the top twenty-five. Oh, no kidding. Yeah.
0: Not even like uh, "All Eyes on Me," Tupac. Not chronic. How was to
2: say "chronic"?
0: Huh. Okay, okay, so no hip. Okay, that that makes it easier. Uh, that that filters out some that I thought would be included. Um, oh, there's a, there's
1: a couple soundtracks. Hmm. Oh God, I'm struggling. There's a, uh, there's okay. a soundtrack yeah. from uh, the the early the '90s.
0: Body, bodyguard. Oh, uh, Bodyguard. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, good. yeah.
1: And yeah, a soundtrack from the seventies.
0: Saturday uh, Night Fever. Yes. Oh um, yeah, good work, Levi. This is yeah. Eighteen
1: million and sixteen million, yeah. respectively. What about
0: okay. Frampton? Frampton Comes Alive cracked the top twenty-five. Yeah. No. Really? Okay.
1: Um, um,
0: uh, let's uh, let's. Beatles let's hit... number one. That number one thing that the Beatles put Actually, out. Actually, like no, no, ago. no. Really? no
1: the, the Beatles are on there, but not that. Uh,
2: would it be the Beatles' like Red and Blue albums? Oh a, yeah. No? yeah well,
1: uh, uh, sixty-two to sixty-six is number twenty-eight. Okay, um, so but, you know,
0: there's
1: a there's a Beatles uh, uh, official oh. double album, it... White Album. Yeah. Oh huh.
2: wow. Okay. I didn't, I didn't um, know like,
1: sold that. Caveat: I believe because it's a double album, each album sale counts as two. Uh. Uh, I believe. Uh, and that's at nineteen million number cool. ten overall,
0: Levi had mentioned thriller earlier. What about bad did bad sell no, no? Oh. all right um go uh
1: so number three overall is the greatest hits volumes one and two, so this might be another double up as a result uh a uh a east Coast guy
2: oh Billy
0: Joel, yeah, oh, no kidding now what about our british uh, friends what Led Zeppelin four on there.
1: It is number four at twenty three million. Okay, uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Dark Side is actually number twenty six at fifteen million. However, Floyd is in there. The Wall. Yeah, at number five at twenty three okay. million again. Another double album, so that may have
0: benefited. Um, how about uh, Hot Rocks by the Rolling Stones? No stones. Okay. There
1: is another Zeppelin album though at number twenty one. I already no, said
2: four. Self, self-titled?
1: Uh, the the, the theme, Think of that. the theme here with the double album sales.
0: Oh, physical graffiti.
1: Yeah. 16 physical million. Physical graffiti's on there? Yeah, no 16 kidding. million. So it might actually just be eight if you don't count the double. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I mentioned a genre uh, exclusive to the United States. Uh, country music.
2: Oh, Garth Brooks oh. has got to be on there. Um, Number seven. The
1: Hits the hits double live 21 million the
2: double live the
0: double live album huh yeah. Wow,
2: i thought it was the hits one where it's like faces like the flag or whatever oh right yeah. um
1: uh there's one more country artist in the top 10 well, i was gonna say female
0: female F- Shania F- twain Hill? No.
1: Shania twain come on over 20 million yep uh,
0: so yeah, I can't just, name I can't name one song on that album. No. No, no. <laughs> man, man, I feel like a millionaire. Uh,
1: so there's one <laughs> oh, let's see if you can get the last album in the top ten, and we'll kind of leave it at that. Um, okay.
2: uh, 1970s. Yeah, I I totally am okay with donating my time for the grab bag tonight for this, because this is a good segment here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, you so keep going. One
0: more album in the top ten. Um I would say uh
1: Hmm.
2: Get, what was the genre? Can, will you give us a genre?
1: Rock from the 1970s. Uh,
0: Hotel California, maybe?
1: Hotel California is number 19 at 16 million.
0: Okay. okay. God, the Eagles have to be so.
2: It, was, it wasn't Frantic Comes Alive. Huh, okay.
1: Oh, you know what? The Beatles, 67 to 70 is uh, number 16, so you said that earlier. Yep, okay. The Blue, yeah. Um,
0: God, another one in the top ten from the seventies.
1: Uh, a uh, uh a band oh, that welcomed uh, welcomed all genders.
2: Oh, the
0: Village People. Huh? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, who were we about?
1: <laughs> gender. Last gender. time I checked,
0: they were all oh, guys. No, <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> Well all,
1: all genders and I mean this in the nineteen seventies oh, binary No, Nope. American was, band. I,
2: was, I thought it was a Partly sure.
1: American okay. Band. A
2: partly American band that welcomes all genders. Okay. Uh
1: let's see. Um Uh they, they actually uh, uh part of the theme is they replace an integral member uh uh halfway through the, or not even halfway through their uh their career. Change their sound.
0: Oh, Fleetwood Rumors.
1: Thank uh, you. Thank you.
0: Yeah. yeah, God. yeah, yeah uh, so,
1: um, so, yeah, that that's the top ten. If, if you guys want to try to get a few, there's a few more rock records uh, in the top 25. I give up. It hurts my brain. I, um, actually, uh... there, there's a couple from the 80s. There's a few from the 80s you'd kick yourself for not getting. Uh, one metal record. Oh, one, Born in the USA, I bet it's on there. Born in the USA is number 24, 15 million. One metal record? One metal record.
0: Metallica's black album.
1: Yeah, number that's number twenty two.
0: Okay.
1: Um so then you have Elton John's Greatest Hits at fourteen, Garth Brooks No Fences at fifteen. Um Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill at seventeen. Uh, Hootie right. at number
2: twenty. Wow, uh, I didn't realize Hootie had sold that.
1: So number yeah, eleven though. You're 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 gonna kick yourselves. Unless you said it and I missed it. Appetite for Destruction at $18. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: mm, all right, good question. Yep, yep. So, but just to re- recap. Mention,
2: was Back in Black on there?
1: No. Or, I'm sorry, yes, yes. Yeah, Back so in Black on number six. six. Number six okay. at, at $22 million.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: so, yeah, that's, uh, that's the top 25 RIA.
0: Good stuff. Cool. Yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That got me thinking, man. Good, good job. And I, I, uh, if that was just, you handed me that as a pop quiz on paper, you know, without any clues, I I wouldn't have done as well as you guys did pretty well under the pressure. Yeah.
1: And, and yeah, I, I bet if, if you sat down with, with pencil and paper and were given, you know, 20, 25 minutes to do it, you would have
0: gotten them all. Hmm. Cool. All right. Um, so for mine, uh, it ties into ACDC as well. Um, ACDC, probably the, one of the most, if not the most, probably the most, I would imagine if you go by sales, at least most successful established band to switch lead singers. Right. And obviously with in ACDC's case, it was the result of a death, but, um, you know, their, their popularity stature grew after, uh, Brian Johnson came on board. Um, what of the bands of the other bands that have done this? So it's gotta be a band that was established. Um, you know, people knew about them, you know, you know, uh, you know, it didn't have to play arenas, but a big established band that switch lead singers, which of those bands do you think has the best catalog for the second or or you know the 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 lead singer after the one that you know is uh was the original or the one that people knew the most yeah so like for instance like yeah and maybe i maybe articulated that
2: would be one but like a lot of people are going to argue that the the later Van Halen catalog isn't as good. Sure, that's, that's I would apple, I, be one of them.
0: I thought about that too. I mean, that's apples and oranges. I mean, Halen's, yeah. Halen's popularity, they maintained or even increased grew for sure. Yeah, it probably grew, but you know, um, I'll, I'll question the quality of that output. Um, yes. Yeah, you know, but that's me. That's my taste.
2: Uh, and then then a lot of the other people I'm going to think of. It seems like you would only have maybe one or two records before they switch.
0: Some of it, the body of work is small, small yeah. so that affects it. Now uh, I'm gonna the one my my vote, um, and I hope this counts. But I didn't really make up any rules. I didn't make any rules, so I can I can say it counts. I'll go with even though they slightly changed the name. I'll go with the small faces to the faces. Cause you got Marriott leaving and you got Ronnie and Rod coming on board. Um, so, you know, I, I'll say that counts because, you know, one member was swapped out who also then wouldn't formed his own kick-ass, his, another kick-ass band. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, Rod and Ronnie, obviously after the faces, well, kind of during the faces near the end of it, did their own things, mm-hmm. found success. um, so yeah, I'll go with the faces or the small faces to the faces as being and I like I said in the intro to this I articulated it poorly you know the best catalog in your opinion after that new lead singer takes over okay
1: I I uh I'm going to win on a technicality okay crazy horse when they replaced their lead singer with Neil Young <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because like, yeah, everybody to... knows that other guy.
2: Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and I mean, the one that first popped in my head was Jefferson Airplane. Before they had Grace Slick.
0: Oh, okay. Because I mean, dign- they had
2: yeah. they had recorded. I'm pretty sure Somebody to Love with, like another female singer.
0: Oh, okay. But but they but they didn't really they weren't really like established though, right? Until Grace. No. Yeah.
2: They were. Yeah, like once she came on board is once they is when they got popular. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, for Halen and ACD, well, Halen especially, because like, shit, 1984, you know, they're one of the biggest bands in the world, you know, and then for ACDC, which we'll, we'll talk a little bit about later, um, they were, they were, they were gaining popularity, you know what I mean? Like, they were, they were just starting to play bigger venues and stuff like that when Bond died, and starting to get, you know, more attention when Highway to Hell came out, um, well, I, I, it's a it's a small body of work, but the quality's great. I'll, I'll you know I think Sabbath as well from Ozzy to Dio. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, it's only two records, and also another one I'll, I'll 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 give as well is even though he would be I guess technically the third lead singer because they had Rod Evans who sang on Hush I think going from Ian Gillian to David Coverdale I think I I I like the Coverdale output quite a bit. So that, that after the faces, that's my second choice. Yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I I think the faces is probably yeah the way to go with that. I would agree. Yeah, so. yeah. That's it, it, and it's such an interesting transition too, because and you, we're seeing it now. Uh, you know, with B- B- Blind Melon, they've been touring with with a new lead singer for how how long now? Five or six years at least, right?
2: Maybe least. more. Oh yeah, yeah. a decade. Of-
1: a decade yeah yeah and then stone Temple pilots just just added a a new guy Allison chains yeah Allison chains and that's been some solid output i mean I, it's not gonna be as good as, as... Well, it's only two
0: it's only two records too.
1: right but it's good But they're great yeah yeah, they're great. yeah it's really yeah, no, thanks I, to
0: jerry cantrell yeah yeah i listed them you know but i just you know my my note was that the small the small but they're not such a small body of work yeah you're uh, right yeah. Um, but uh yeah, yeah. And then you had some other bands that recorded a few records with a lead singer, but didn't really get much attention. And then when the new guy came on, that's when they got of attention. a lot of attention. Two bands there, I would say, would be Journey and Iron Maiden. Yeah, Aria Speedwagon. And Speedwagon as well. Right. Yeah. Um, Fleet, I mean, Fleetwood Mac, which you know, it just kind of depends on how you fancy your Mac. You know, if you're a Peter Green person or a you know Stevie Nicks, uh, you know uh, Buckingham, and uh,
2: yeah. Me, I mean, I'm a person that can get into both both versions of that. I, I mean too. Yeah, I like of both. Wishes they would have called it something different. Yeah, you know what I mean because they're two totally different bands.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I, I like both of them as well, but I I think of them as different bands. You know, you get this really bluesy. Band and then this, uh oh, yeah, you know, that
2: fir- that first record's
0: amazing. Yeah, the
2: Peter Peter Green with Mac self-titled one.
0: Yeah. So so yeah, that's that's my my grab bag. I was thinking about sort of how it all sounded after after somebody new got on the pipes. So yeah, and it's 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 nice that it can be done.
1: Yeah, and and you know, so often it's kind of frowned upon mm-hmm. uh, when it when you try to do it and yeah. and it's silly to frown upon it because you know who cares these guys you know they, they like making the art they need yeah. to make the money there's a whole slew of people behind the band that has to make some money too and and life
0: just happens people have disagreements right, and don't get right. along and
1: it's so, a but yeah and i was reading it and admittedly my my acdc knowledge is limited but reading about how quickly they made that change after bond scott died yeah that cause he died in what February and they put out that album like two months later, they put mm-hmm. out back in black two months later.
0: I mean, geez, I think, I think they'd already written some of those tunes. Sure. Right. Sure. Well, he sure. was alive. Yeah. 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 yeah
1: but I had to record it all. And yeah. And I mean, I, I can't imagine. Yeah. You know, yeah. now I mean, how long ago did Scott Weiland die? Um, it's been a year. It's been, year, three, right? four years.
0: It's been uh, he, I think about two or three years. Two or three so. years. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I mean it's and it's a process now when you.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean ACDC. Like I said, though, is still like the Back in Black got that. You know, because they they weren't quite as big when Bond died as some of those other bands that I cited, like like Halen, obviously mm-hmm. Deep Deep Purple as well. Like, I mean, like when like Gillian left, like seventy three, I think seventy four. They were they were huge, you know, and they, and they they. Coverdale a lot of work in a short amount of time You put out like three albums in two years You know they stayed huge You know <laughs> they were still like You know what I mean just to When when all of us were growing up You know we never like none of our The bands that we really cherished like went through that You know what I mean so It, it had been kind of mind blowing if you were a Deep Purple fan In the 70s to be like whoa They got a new lead singer you know <laughs> Like what Yeah. Um, right. So Anyway yeah. so yeah
2: stuff well yeah it takes us right into our heart of the order
0: yeah heart of the order um honoring uh the late malcolm young um you know uh when i when i heard this news like everybody i was i was certainly uh you know sad because i you know i value the guy's work so much um that said you know it's it's been a rough last few years for the guy uh you know and his family and 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 friends and his bandmates as well you know he's uh just sort of slipped into uh you know succumbed to dementia which uh you know is uh certainly difficult uh to to watch anyone go through and uh so you know i was i I was sad um but also at the same time you know i'm 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 glad that, that the dude and his his family don't don't have to don't have to live with him like that you know sure Um, because you don't get better no no you don't you don't um so uh yeah but I'm still certainly devastated by the loss um god you know I I feel like they're you know critically they were never they were never critical darlings and the beauty of it is quite frankly I don't think they gave a shit um um, they were certainly a, a, a populist band um And I read some, Jonathan had texted me and Levi earlier in the week uh, uh, a review uh, that was, you know, kind of off point about ACDC. And I I read some other reviews uh, of, of their albums from the 70s and 80s. And it was like, critics got it, you know, like in the sense that, yes, their stuff is redundant. But also, critics like still like totally didn't get it as well. You know what I mean? Like they 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 they, they acknowledged that they were a band that um, didn't really have a ton of tricks up its sleeve, but I think they failed to acknowledge just how um, over the course of time, just how reliable that they were, and how much there's there's a formula there that didn't need tweaking. You know? Yeah, uh,
2: absolutely. Yeah, I, I, part of that was Malcolm's like dogged refusal to change. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like it, ACDC was not the band you 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 became a super fan of if you were wanting to see a bandy ball.
0: No, no.
2: You know what I mean? And yeah. um, that you know that was I a lot of that was due to Malcolm, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, at the you know, in some bands we look at that like, oh, you know, that's that's a failure to be innovative or that's a, you know, that's a, um, th- that means they're, they're redundant. But in ACDC's case, it was like, it wasn't redundant. It was reassuring.
2: You know, well, no, well, and <laughs> honestly, you know, it was like, it was them trying to keep like a link to the old 50s style. Just,
0: yeah. we're
2: Good rock. Point.
0: Good point. And
2: like it, their sound was this big stone, and they chipped away at it and refined it over the course of how many albums? Yeah, to where it was, it may have been formulaic, but it was they boiled it down to the essence. Like, all yeah. you need is three chords, a driving riff,
0: you know what I mean? And yeah,
2: and some lyrics about drugs or women or booze or party, <laughs> right. Or,
0: right. Yeah, let's let the songs are all about fucking and the devil. All right, <laughs> <laughs> but rock and roll. The, yeah, that, that's, not, that's another link to old rock and roll. It's more about the like the devil with like the shit eating grin on his face yeah, rather yeah. rather than the one that like your preacher told you to be scared of. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the devil with like the bottle of wild turkey in his hand. You know? All right. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I think we totally got to mention George Young. Yeah, the the oldest young brother, right? Right, and um, he, he was in for those who don't know a band called the Easy Beats, mm-hmm. and they had a really cool uh, big hit with a song called "Friday on My Mind." Mm-hmm. You, I don't know; I'm sure you guys have probably heard it. Um, you know, and part of the all that is fate. If yeah. their older brother had possibly not gotten in a band and gotten a popular, rec- you know what I mean? That yeah. song was huge all over the world. Yeah. It's like would A C D C have ever possibly gotten discovered ever? Yeah. So it's yeah. uh it's a cool thing, you know, when you think about it. Um
0: There's a lineage there, yeah. And he he just passed away about a month ago, two months yeah, ago, I think. Oh yeah. Wow. yeah. yeah. And, it, and, it, it, go ahead.
2: It, it, Angus and Malcolm, they didn't join up until like seventy three. But by seventy four they had had the basically what you would call like the classic lineup with bond and, and phil rudd and i'm trying to think who's cliff. the other one yeah well,
0: cliff williams but I, did, I
2: think they had he didn't join until no like, he, yeah.
0: he didn't join until like the mid mid or late 70s yeah, yeah. i think yeah and, um so it, you know they didn't
2: start playing music together honestly they, they hadn't they'd only been together what five something years when bond died
0: yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a hell of a body of work in, in a short amount of time, the Bond era that is um, also, and I, I have to, you know, I, I, I haven't read like a ACDC biography, but um, you know, growing up in Australia, they had to be fairly isolated from a lot of, a lot of uh, tunes, you know, and, and I say that like, yeah, Australia is totally like a developed country now and, and it was then, but at the same time, you know, it, it, there, there weren't like a lot of popular bands coming out of Australia you know, I mean, all the all the attention still, yeah. even the, even in the mid 70s was still on, you know, the U.S. and and, 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 and England. Um, so the fact that, uh, you know, they, they they broke through being an Aussie band, I think, really is says something as well. You know, um, I know I, th- I think they're from Perth. Right. And then I think Bond was from Tasmania, I think. Uh, I don't. I don't have the Wikipedia page up right now. You can confirm all of this later, but um, yeah, you know that's like, like just one of Australia's greatest exports as well. You know? I think it was even though they Sydney. were, they were born in Scotland. They were born in Scotland,
1: right? so oh, they're from Sydney. Okay. I think. I think it's Sydney. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. So. Well, I'd like to do a little, like, just a quick around the horn of like memorable riffs. Like, mm-hmm. what, what What? Maybe some of your guys' most memorable ACDC riffs? And I'm going to talk about a couple of mine first. And um, the first one is Let There Be Rock. Oh. The, the the riff in that song is just, like, a driving nail. Like, just, ah. yeah. Um, And, you know, part of it is the whole, like, he never really... Malcolm never really like he always looked like a pissed off teenager on the stage with yeah. the long straight hair, just yeah. like, uh, like you know what I mean, like you know. Oh yeah, him
0: and Angus are both little fuckers, you know. I mean, oh, yeah, they're yeah, just, yeah, yeah, they're, they're small Malcolm, guys. like you know, and, and most of the time he played that. Did I say it right? The Gretsch guitar that uh, yeah. he he played the custom one, but like every once in a while, you'd see him on one of those big old Gibson's that was like bigger than he was, you know, yeah, it's just yeah. like, a... <laughs> yeah. just bopping, man. He's just a bopper. You know? Just... Yeah. I mean, he looked like he
2: could have been in the Ramones. He looked uh. like he was, he was a street kid. And, um, one of the other riffs that I always loved was jailbreak, man. Oh, God. The little slide riff thing he does in that, man. That's a great song. And ACDC is great for beginning guitar players. You sure. know what I mean? You do not have to be a master. I mean, to play some of the solos, obviously, that Angus sure. is doing. But, like, you can jump in and start playing ACDC songs right away, and you do not have to be a master of the guitar at all.
0: That's kind of some of the beauty of it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um so, some of my favorite, Levi, we were talking about this earlier in the week when we were talking about ideas for the show. Um, looking looking over the catalog and listening to a lot of it uh, over the last last week or so, Power Ridge is probably my favorite ACDC record. Um, so, uh, you know, it's got my favorite ACDC tune on it, which is definitely Down Payment Blues. So that one, uh, Sin City. Um, it's a popular tune, but you know the the riff for "Dirty Deeds" is awesome. Oh yeah, um, you know the riff for T N T, and even uh, you know uh, I I always liked a, for an '80s single. Um, I think it was probably because it was it was one of the the early videos that I remember watching on MTV around 1986 when I first got MTV was Who Made Who, uh, and it had those those silver like. It looked like Destro from the, the the GI Joe mask. Those women in the video that had well, those on, kind of kind of creeped me out. Um, yeah, but
2: that song was on the Maximum Overdrive soundtrack. Right? Oh yeah, they, they, they did the whole yeah. soundtrack. I mean, yeah. the, the, it
0: wasn't it wasn't all yeah. new ACDC tunes. Yeah, or... yeah, but it was yeah. like ACDC. Yeah,
2: okay. Yeah, yep.
0: Yeah. So so that one. Um, uh, so those, yeah, those are some of my favorite. You know, and I, I, I I'm I'm a guy that 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 gravitates towards the Bond era, you know? Um, yeah, I, me I, well. I, Yeah, yeah. I, I think that um, Levi had mentioned earlier, um, you know, about ACDC not evolving. And I, I agree with that statement, you know, kind of holistically. Um, yeah, but like I, I said, I, I, I would like say though they, there are nuances. There are nuances to where they evolved. And I would say the biggest transition happened when they recorded... Not necessarily back in black, but I think as a precursor to it, Highway to Hell, because they they brought in Mutt Lang, right? And Mutt Lang's not a guy you bring in like if you want to remain if you want your sound to remain raw, you know what I mean? He's like a he's like a prose pro, you know, like a Bob Rock or you know somebody like that. Um, so he, I would say that for me at least, production value of Highway to Hell um, at the very end of the Bond the Bond era. Uh, marks is marks a big shift, you know. For it's sure. just it's 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 a more polished sound. It wasn't long, not necessarily but, better in my opinion. Like, I like them raw, but yeah, go ahead.
2: It was a very short time between Powerage and Highway to Hell, wasn't it?
0: Uh I I yeah yeah right. Powerage is seventy eight, yeah yeah, and and then Highway to Hell seventy nine, I think. Um, they were so public. so yeah yeah, they're, and they're very different sounding records, you know. Um, Whereas Powerage sounds a little bit more like, you know, the previous ones, uh, which I I I prefer. But, uh, you know, obviously, then I, I think Highway to Hell is is a uh, a good indicator of where they were headed sound wise, even 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 if they switch lead singers, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So did you guys see him live? Yeah. I didn't. No, I, I regret it. I, I If I if I would have. I, I should have done that last tour that they did with Malcolm, you know, uh, Black Ice or whatever it was. I think that was the last tour they did with him. So I would—I I regret not Yeah,
2: growing. yeah. I, I did not, unfortunately, I oh, really? make yeah. to them either. No, um, I had a friend growing up that was really into him. I, I had a chance to, I probably could have gone with him, I want to say it was like breaker Tour. What would that have been, like 95 or yeah,
0: something? Yeah, it's like mid-90s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they they took a few years off in the early 2000s. Like that stiff upper lift came out in 2000, and they didn't have any out that like that. Black ice was like the there was like an eight year gap in records, yeah. and I I don't think they maybe
2: and between I, black I, not, ice and the yeah. last one they they their their gaps between records have has grown.
0: Yeah, which big. is inevitable.
1: Yeah, sure yeah. with age. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It looks like 96 yeah. ballbreaker tour. 2000, 2001, stiff upper lip, and then they did some Rolling Stones club dates oh, in okay. 2003, um, and then uh, 08 to 2010, Black Eyes. 15 and 16, Rocker Bust mm. tour.
0: Okay, yeah. So I, I regret not going. The Rock or Bust tour didn't have Mal. He didn't. Malcolm didn't play on that one.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I, it's funny because Axel's still considered the lead singer of the band. Technically, according to Wikipedia's oh, yeah. band members. I,
0: yeah, I don't know what the future holds, you know, because yeah. uh, I, I read that uh, Cliff Williams is gone now, too. Oh, like, right. he, he left. Yeah. So you're looking at Angus. Angus.
1: Angus. Yeah. Well,
0: uh, they've got, uh, with all due respect, I think they have Simon Wright, I think is his name on drums. And is that his name? Simon Wright? Uh, right now it's Chris Slade,
1: according to the Wikipedia. Chris Slade.
0: Okay. I want to say Chris Slade played with them, like in the eighty-nine in the, in, to ninety-four. Okay, yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, he he had played with them for a little while. So he
1: replaced Simon, right? In the eighties.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then uh, no, he replaced he replaced Simon. Mm-hmm. Did he okay. in the eighties? Yeah. So when did Phil Rudd left for a while? Seventy-five right?
1: to eighty-three, and then again ninety-four to twenty-fifteen.
0: Oh, okay. He played with them in 94 to 2015. hmm Got it, got it. Okay, okay. all right. Okay. Sorry. Um, and then Stevie Young, who's on guitar right now, is their nephew, yep. Angus and Malcolm's nephew. And I want to say that he, Malcolm quit like in the 90s or 80s to get a hold of his drinking or something like that Uh, in
2: in 88 malcolm went to rehab and didn't join again until 90 when they did razor's edge
0: okay right which is kind of a not that their popularity ever dropped off considerably it's sort of a comeback record of sorts you know uh they had
2: that it was they were starting to show that there was going to be years
0: in between releases. Yeah, like that was right. like the first kind of signal of that. Right. But you, you know, prior to Razor's Edge, though, you had, um, yeah, well, well I, I, they were still big. I, I don't know. I mean, I just I think of like Flick of the Switch and and Fly on the Wall, and then blow up your video. There's not a lot of big singles on those records. But I mean they they still remain popular as a touring Yeah. so
2: Well yeah back in Blackhead sold enough they
0: could have just toured yeah. all Yeah right back. right, <laughs> so right. Yeah So yeah it's it's kind of you know they haven't they haven't declared that the band's over you know I mean and this last tour was really as far as original lineup just Malcolm or sorry just Angus anyway so uh, I don't know I mean I wouldn't be shocked if like they, you know they I can't you know, they tour next year or something just because right. I, uh, I yeah, which, hey, you know, I, uh, Angus can do what he wants to do. You know, I mean, it's
2: I would hope it's not just for money.
0: I mean, I would hope. Oh, I don't think they need any of that. I would, you would think.
2: Yeah. But it's like, why are you? Why are you forcing yourself to go out on stage every night
0: still? Well, like, I, I, yeah, you, Angus doesn't look like he's in the best health. I, I want to say that the Axel decision, because like there was some controversy as well. Like the last five years of ACDC have been kind of, kind of drama. Oh films. yeah, yeah. You know, obviously sure. you got you got Malcolm getting sick and and uh, then Brian Johnson lost his voice, <laughs> voice. But then like they didn't want him back in the band, or Angus didn't. So like because like and he has hearing some, problems too, right? Yes, yeah, maybe so, yeah, it me, yeah it was vocally and I think he had hearing. I think I think the the main reason was the hearing problems. Okay. And then I think he was under the pretense that he was coming back. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no. Or at least at least Angus, I assume, who's calling all the shots now, was like, no. Um, so the, I think the Axel thing was more to fulfill dates that they had on the books. Obligations, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so obviously, obviously canceling a big tour, you're going to lose some money. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, and I, I I watched some of those YouTube clips, and I thought axel did a did did a pretty good job really um I hey, fuck who wouldn't want to sing with a c d c you know yeah, I mean sure I mean it's a slap in the i i mean I, I you know I respect Brian Johnson and i I don't like to see it sounds like the guy kind of get shit on but um at least from what I read um but uh I thought axel did did fairly well
1: yeah 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 it's kind of surreal to think about. Um especially a ter- turn- about you know with Axel and how he's he's been on the flip side of that where he's been the only original member of the band and sure, <laughs> right. hands behind yeah, him
0: right inverse <laughs> happening here yeah, yeah. yeah you know I want to talk about their sound for a minute um Levi had mentioned you know the nineteen fifties early sixties influence which i'm glad he did because I thought he articulated that well, and then also you know it, it is it is part of their sound um as to me as well, there's an element in the Bond era of of punk too. I think it's subtle at times, but to me it's almost kinda like with the Bond stuff, it's almost kind of like a punk blues, if that makes sense. I don't know if you guys hear think, it as much as I, I do. D- I
2: yeah. I, I think part of that comes from they were like street kids, and yeah. that's kind of what punks were. They,
0: they were they were a band that like punk rockers, you know, didn't hate. You know, like everybody was like, you know, oh, AC, ACDC is still cool. You know, they're not whatever, you know, they're not uh, whatever punk rockers hated at the time. Yes. Talking or, heads. You yeah. know, <laughs> talking heads or yes or, you know, uh, whatever. Oh, um, Rush. Yeah. Um, so all those bands we love. Um, but <laughs> yeah. anyway, um, so, so you know, I, I think there was an element of punk there as well. And, and like Levi said, it might just be that they were kind of scrappy guys. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I, I I hear it. I hear it in some of the Bond era stuff. I hear some punk. I don't well, know if that was I don't know if that was intentional, but that it, it sounds that way. Okay. And
2: one thing that I liked that they carried over throughout both eras of of main lead singers was the always like tongue in cheek lyrics. Oh, yeah. Like that was always part of the band. You know what I mean? They weren't tongue in cheek
0: and perverse. Yeah.
2: Right. right yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, the uh, like the, and even it seems like you know some of it almost got a little bit corny, obviously. Oh, it at did. Times, yeah. But but that that's what draws youth and vigor to your crowd. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, it that draws that draws people that want to have a good time yeah. to come to the show and yeah. stuff
0: like that. You know what I mean? Lyr- lyrically speaking, ACDC and ZZ Top have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, lots of yeah. women. Yeah, yeah. Too many women, too many pills. All right, <laughs> shoot to thrill. Yeah, uh, one one of my favorite titles, and it's not a it's not one of their popular tunes. I think it's on the Razor's Edge is Mistress for Christmas. I like oh, yeah. it well. Yeah,
2: they they play that sometimes on the holiday too. You know, oh, uh, okay.
0: Yeah, a, season, a seasonal good. favorite. Um. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, Levi's right. I mean, they um they the tongue in cheek stuff was was always a lot of fun um, yeah good, good stuff yeah well yeah oh uh, a big loss you know and a bit a big loss i mean there's i i, I want to say this as well um uh steve gorman uh who was you know uh, a guest on this show and also in in the black crows and now he's he's on steve gorman sports um he had said that you know um in his Instagram post or something like that, something that resonated with me. He's like, T- to me, uh, best rhythm guitarist means best guitarist, and I, I, I thought that was a, um, an apt quote because with Malcolm, every one of the tributes rolling in always puts a rhythm guitarist, including me, the ones I write, always puts rhythm guitarist in 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 front of it. And um, while, of course, you want to acknowledge that he wrote all these phenomenal riffs, um, it, it 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 probably diminishes his value. It, it under it undersells, you know, his yeah. gifts. You know what I mean? Um, so I I think that's obviously he's getting a lot of accolades over the last week, and the tributes are rolling in, and and people people are starting, you know. Most people already knew it, but those who didn't are recognizing how how valuable this guy was to to rock and roll over the last four yeah. decades, uh, five decades maybe. Um, well,
2: and, and, uh, yeah, totally. and and an aspect of that is you know there's always there's always gonna be somebody that has to act like a crazy man and like wallow around on the floor right to to get that kind of attention. Well, some guys can stoically stand back and just command the attention. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I think that's that's a beautiful thing about rock and roll is it caters to all. There are going to be people who love that crazy guy that's rolling around on the floor playing. Or his, girl? Yeah. Right, or, right. Yeah. What? Yeah. And, and, but there's always going to be people who, and I'm I lean towards the person that's like I like that guy who's just like sitting there in the pocket or that guy who's setting the groove.
0: Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? He doesn't have,
2: you know, not that he doesn't have to be that guy that's acting crazy, but like, it's just, uh, like an unspoken coolness by not being that way. You know what I mean? Sure.
0: Sure. Yeah. He was, Malcolm was the John Entwistle of guitar, right. I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah. yeah. I
2: get what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A little. He he had a, probably a little more groove to him than, uh, <laughs> that Entwistle did, but yeah, just, uh, just uh, just incredible. It's a cliche way to describe it, but just you know, it's, it takes talent, man. I mean, to like to to write all of those riffs and to Sing, single handedly
1: almost rule the FM airwaves for the last yeah. four years.
2: Yeah. As Bob Scott said, I tell your friends it's harder than it looks. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll I'll end the ACDC portion on that note, man. Uh, but yeah, you know, Malcolm. Cheers, brother. Thanks for everything, man uh um all right now we're gonna go dive into uh our final segment of the evening the show your cards which is where uh we've got the opportunity to share some baseball cards that uh that either you know that meant a lot to us or maybe they're just kind of eccentric cards centric players you know just weird cards as well fun cards so we're going to go ahead and share those uh, now as well. We want to tell everybody, um, if you follow us on Twitter or Instagram or like us on Facebook, uh, don't be afraid to show your cards as well. Mm-hmm. So it'd be a fun fun way thing to do. Um, we accept you know, all so, card
1: sh- submissions.
0: Yes, we do. We do. You know, why not? You know, all of our feeds are full of a bunch of crap, you know, a lot of the times. Why not? Why not put a bunch of baseball cards up there um, as opposed to? yeah you know, other stuff so mines mine's a
1: segue. I should go first probably Segway. because mine segues okay. from a c d c uh as as we uh mentioned earlier from sydney uh so i, I wanted to find a ball player from sydney mm. and okay. oh, uh um it turns out uh grant ballfour oh uh, yeah. yeah from sydney uh australia uh mm-hmm. you know, one of the more unfortunate pitcher names in history Balfour. Yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> so it's a pretty cool card though. This is 2013 yeah. Tops and, you know, he's being embraced by his catcher there um in an Oakland A's uniform. And so I looked it up, it turned out that uh uh this was clinching the division uh against the Rangers. Uh the Rangers and the A's matched up the last week in a 2012 uh three-game series. The A's came into the series one game down, one game back, um, and they ended up uh, s- uh, sweeping the series and clinching the division uh, that uh, on the last uh, with the last game. And uh, uh, that that is that that photo. I'm assuming is their celebration of clinching the division.
0: Yeah. 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 So. so no kidding, the A's went to the playoffs. In 2012, 2013, and 2014? Is that right? Really? I didn't... <laughs> I, I, I I mean, the A's are like... They're only competitive... They're, 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 it, it seems like sort of the Moneyball era was kind of over, you know what I mean? Like, it just like... It's still... They've still got that logic employed, but like, they have it hasn't really paid off. But I honestly... I thought they hadn't made the playoffs in like 10 years. So, um... I was wrong. If they had Josh Donaldson, I mean, then okay, oh, they Donaldson, did. Okay, yeah. yeah. For sure. No, I, I just, you know what I mean, well, it wasn't Cespedes. Oh, you and Cespedes. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they played. They played the Royals uh, in the wild card game in 2014. Right. And then in 12 and 13, they played in the league divisional series. I don't know. I guess I, I just. I, uh, I I I kind of forgot that they had been competitive that recently. Yeah. You know, I knew I knew kind of like you know like the G, the Giambi era. They were always kind of like you know like close to getting to the World Series, but not quite there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then yeah, I I just had I had no idea. So so obviously the A's are only like three years removed from a playoff appearance. So still yeah. hoping, hoping. We've tonight. all got hope. Yeah yeah right <laughs> right. Huh. Thank you for sharing that. I had. I enjoyed the card, but I also just I just had no idea that yeah. oh, cool. he's been in the playoffs that recently. Hmm. Just makes makes my team's drought even harder. <laughs> but anyway.
1: Well, it helps when you have the Rangers in your division and they can't even close a book.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks for sharing. I, I <laughs> want to say he, he played for Tampa for a while as well, right? He did.
1: Balfour, yeah. He kind of got his yeah. start there, I think. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I'll, go, I'll go next. Go for yeah.
2: it. Yeah, um, I to go through my cards, um, all my old cards right now are kind of stored away. And uh, so I just have like the packs that I bought over the last couple of years, like a pile of cards that I've been going through to pull from lately. And um, I came across, I don't know, I had talked about this before. I got like hoodwinked by Tops last year around Christmas time. It was like Tops Holiday Pack or Tops uh, Holiday yeah. Value Pack, and there are all these Tops cards where they have snowflakes all over the cards. But um, yeah. this one is kind of timely because it's George Springer. Oh, nice World Series champion George Springer sliding into a pile of snow. It looks like
0: nice
1: yep yeah yeah Your world series mvp right and sports illustrated yeah. cover boy yeah
2: oh, it's into a
1: pile of snow i like that
2: yeah that's what it looks like yeah. Look, like he's kicking up snowflakes
1: yeah pull it back a little <laughs> bit pull it back a little bit there you go there you go yeah nice
2: nice <laughs> and uh, i did not realize it's got his full minor league stats and major league stats on this card um he got called up with the Astros in 2014 and played almost 80 games, yeah. and I I don't even remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is, he got to the minor leagues in 2011, so he was in the minor leagues for quite a while because he got sent back down to the minors after that appearance in 2014. Mm-hmm. He spent he spent uh five games down at Corpus Christi as well. So
1: I remember, yeah, hearing that he had a hole in his swing. I think in 2015 and people were wondering if he was going to pan out and obviously he has.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He got, he got the last laugh on that one, but that, and that yeah. was
1: 2014 when sports illustrated ran that now famous cover proclaiming that the Astros would win uh, the 2017 world series. And they put Springer on that cover. So that must've been during that 80 game stint that you just mentioned, Levi. Uh, yeah. And I appreciate it. And don't take it for granted when they put the minor league stats on the back of the card. I get annoyed. Yeah. Sometimes they'll put like, two years' worth of stats on the card, and then there's just a bunch of blank space on the card. It's like, put the
0: freaking stats
1: on the card. Right, (laughs) right, Let me look at some numbers, man.
0: I want to see how the guy did in Great Falls, all right? Seriously, yeah. 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 (laughs) He was
1: raking in in low single A. Yeah.
2: He did did kick ass in (laughs) Lancaster.
0: He's in the Lancaster Hall of Fame. Right? Nice. (laughs) Good deal. I, um, yeah, going through older cards as I do in preparation for this segment, um, I discover a lot of sort of, um, inserts isn't the right word, but they're, they're like special series of the cards that I just have no recollection of, you know? Um, these would be things like, you know, the, uh, I, these are ones I remember, but just to give you a, an example that's that's comparable, like you know the future stars and the all-star rookies, and and even sometimes like the uh, you know the ones that just have sort of the the narrative on the back, not the stats, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, I found one of those latter cards um, that I just I have no recollection of these. This is from Fleer 1990. Uh, so the 1990 set of Fleer. Um, this is Jerome Walton soaring. Left, yeah. Yep. No, oh, other
1: way. Okay. There, there you go. go.
0: Yep, yep. Jerome Walton soaring star. I've never
1: seen that before.
0: Yeah. No, Me neither. No. Yeah, kind of a rainbow, uh, yeah, a soaring I- uh, lettering behind him. Um, you know. So this is. I don't know if this was like their version of future stars or what. So this is from 90s. So this would have been the year he won the he won rookie of the year in 89. Right. Yep. yep. Um and the back
2: and then, of it's yeah. all Yeah. After that he, he <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. Um the back of it's all, you know, a little narrative sure. thing. Nice. Um But yeah, I just I I have I just have no, no recollection of these None. cards of this series, you know. None. Yeah.
2: It's almost the, like the graphic from like the NBC More You Know.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. It's it even even it even looks like it would have looked retro in 1990. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, like, yeah, it, yeah. You know, yeah, Looks like a 70s card, but it's 1990. Um, so yeah, so I I just you know just I'm drawn a complete blank. Of, like I as think- far as. These I don't before.
2: remember that. Said. Yeah, no. that,
1: that that may be a limited run after they received the cease and desist from Tops for violating the future star. It's too close to future stars. <laughs> it and, says it's uh, an
0: eight of twelve, so there are twelve players. Um, huh, I assume. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right That's let's fine. guess those, those, those other
1: eleven players: Barry Larkin, uh, no, <laughs>
0: uh, Dwight Smith, Dwight the Smith, other Cub yeah. that emerged yeah. that year was probably one. I don't mean, know, like Hal Morris or something like that. Matt Noakes. Ben McDonald. Greg Matt Jeffries. Right. We need to look up <laughs> yeah. and
2: see where Jerome Walton is, because we've said his name when on
0: this podcast.
1: He might be one of I the most did. mentioned players on this podcast. I know,
0: we have. We, have. We've, I think we've even talked about him when he was on the Reds for a little while. <laughs> uh,
2: so, we're, we're deep Jerome Walton fans. Here. Yeah,
0: like uh, if, if, if there are any Reds fans out there that have like the Jerome Walton jersey or custom Jerome Walton t-shirt... <laughs> Please post and share with us. The giveaway, much, shirt. Much, yeah. much, much, respect. respect. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, if he's, I don't know. After this, I'm going to be looking up Jerome Walton, see if he's on Twitter or something. I don't know if the phone's ringing off the hook, but like Jerome, you are welcome on this show. All right, anytime. Quite frankly. Um, so yeah, let's, let's 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 set a goal here, guys. Let's get him. All right. Um, cool. Well, thanks for sharing your cards, guys. Thank um, you. And I encourage everybody else to do so. Uh, you can follow us on the Twitter um, uh, at Rock in Chew. That's rock is in up to my neck in you, which is another great ACDC song. <laughs> um, and then uh, also on Instagram at Rock Chew as well. You can like us on Facebook. Um, also, please like or rate the uh, the podcast on iTunes. That would help us out a lot. Uh, if there's a, a place you can comment on your favorite pod uh, on your favorite podcasting app, however you listen to us, please do that as well. Tell all your friends, and also you can check out everything about the podcast at RockChew dot com. So rockchew.com. dot com. Every single episode is there, as well as some. Um, uh, some other features too. So in, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Back I was going to
1: plug your Instagram. I think you do a great job uh, with the oh, Instagram and, uh, and, and yeah, people, if you go on there, you can, you know, when it's King Griffey jr's birthday. Sure. Um, and, uh, and, and you see lots of, lots of great stuff in that, that Instagram feed. So definitely go check it out.
0: Check it out. Yeah. Just good images of baseball and rock and roll. Um, so on, until next time, uh, we'll see you soon. Rest in peace, Malcolm Young, and uh have a good night. Right.
2: Peace.